Welcome to the Top Gun Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the movie Top Gun one minute at a time. I'm your pilot, Brian Kaboom Boucher, and with me once again, Robert Scotus Cutterf. Hey, how's it going? Good to see you back. All right, we're here to talk about Minute 82, and Minute 82 begins with Charlie leaving the restaurant and ends with a big reveal. Walking out forever. Goodbye, Maverick. Well, maybe. 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 But if at this point, he thinks that she's gone forever. She's off to Washington. Yep. He's quitting. He's given up. His friend's gone. His job is gone. Everything's gone. She just told him off and he's sitting at the bar. Drinking his ice water. Drinking his ice water. Yeah. Now he's thinking, tapping his glass. I don't know what's going on. What am I doing with myself? Should I rethink this? Yeah. At least we hope that's what he's thinking. But yes, he does. Because uh, we get a nice transition. Yeah. Of, it, of him walking up to on a porch. But it's not at Charlie's house. Beach house. Yeah, it's not. It's not Charlie's house. No, he's not, he's not chasing her down. No. Yes. No, that's is. not. Maverick doesn't chase down girls. No. 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 Next to the ocean, we have this nice white fence. You know. And, yeah, beautiful house, family, kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He brings the doorbell. That's a big change. Before he just. Walk right in. He's like, "Oh, I'm going to take a shower." Yeah. Goes, you know, yeah. The cocky, you know, headstrong guy, you know, isn't there? He's he's being polite. Yeah. Well, he should because uh, this is Viper's wife. Uh, yeah, it you is. might you, you might not want to ask to take a shower. <laughs> not a good idea. Definitely not. No, no. Yeah. But yeah. He yeah he's he's polite. You know, he walks in, you know, she, she invites him in, you know, she's uh, like, she's known him forever. Yeah. Obviously they've had some sort of interaction before. Cause she obviously recognized him right off the bat. I really like the, uh, the set design of this house. I wonder if it was someone's, you know, already military, you know, an officer's house on post that they uh just changed out some pictures to throw you know viper's face in, in them yeah um kind of sorta uh it's not on base but this is at ever heard of uh point loma i have point loma is in san diego uh there's a point loma lighthouse and this house and two other houses right next to it uh right there at the lighthouse uh that's where they filmed this wow yeah uh i can't right. imagine how it's worth now oh wow. yeah well actually the the navy i think that 
I can't remember if it's the Navy or the Coast Guard, but one of them still uh, operates uh, out of this, you know, the lighthouse, I guess. And uh, people do live in these houses, uh, but um, yeah, I, I don't know how it was back then. But yeah, this, I mean, it looks like a, a normal, like the inside of a house that's, you know, a nice probably like a two-story you know we've we've been in military housing before military i've never seen military housing look this good though no this looks like an old you know maybe 1920s craftsman home i mean really well built right on the beach yeah that's premium living premium living oh yeah very very much um no no uh lower enlisted are living in that house new no uh first quarters either yeah uh i went to san diego uh uh, last month uh, like the middle of uh may and i got to go here uh i didn't actually get to go into the house i didn't even actually get to go on the property uh but i was there at point loma and i could see the house down the down the cliff top of where the uh the like original lighthouse was but then you know there's an actual lighthouse right outside of this uh house that we're in right now um the reason why was because when we originally was going to go there uh there was only supposed to be like 40 people and the residents there were actually going to let us come on onto the property and get to you know take pictures and whatever um on the outside it wasn't gonna let us come in the house obviously but um we ended up having like 94 people show up (laughs) yeah so they were like no that's just too many so yeah we didn't get actually get to go down there and plus since uh the new movie was coming out they had already been getting a lot of people going down there and jumping the fence and trying to get pictures and you know have a lot of trespassers and they weren't having it anymore so they didn't let us go which was unfortunate. Apparently they were filming uh, some parts of the new movie, not far from where I just moved from, uh, where I was living in Fresno. They apparently filmed some things out of Lemoore air base uh, or Naval base down there. Uh-huh. Or I should say up there. Uh-huh. That's cool. They went all over San Diego, just filming this movie. I can imagine all the places I mean, as much as I've seen from, after I've watched the movie and I finally started looking at spoilers and all kinds of other stuff. Um, yeah. I've seen all kinds of different locations where they filmed for the new movie. So I, I want to go back and watch number two again before it leaves theaters. Yeah. Definitely an IMAX before, uh, before it leaves. I saw it in regular in a regular theater the first time uh-huh. that way. When I go back to see it a second time, I get a little extra intensity. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Since I already know the plot. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, back this minute. yeah. So it kind of finishes up with Viper walking into the room as, as Maverick kind of starts, he's waiting, he's looking around the room. He spots something, something catches his eye. Yeah. In a beeline. He drops his glasses. Mm-hmm. He's like, 
holy moly, that's my old man. Yep. At least we think it is. I mean, it's hard. It's hard, really hard to see, but yeah, that's what I, I've, I've, I've always, seen the movie eight million times. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Me too. But it, it just, you just always assume that it's, yeah. Oh yeah. And that's why he says, well, yeah. I mean, at this point, the viewer is seeing, Oh, you know, you recognize young Viper. Maybe that's what he's looking at. You, you don't really notice who the guy in the picture is with him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I always thought it's kind of funny, you know, because when, or before this happens, you know, when, you know, after he walks in with Viper's wife and, you know, she's like, how you doing? You know, and he's like, I'm, I'm fine. And he's like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, great. And then she starts to walk away, but she takes a little pause and looks at him yeah you know it's like oh wait a minute is he you know but she's like she keeps walking on tries to scoot her kids off into the other room um i'm sure viper has spoken with her you know a lot about maverick and the whole situation with goose yeah yeah so. i mean yeah i mean there was probably even a, a funeral well i mean there was supposed to be a funeral scene that they didn't show but you know in this you know if you go into this universe you know they've already had the funeral she was probably there you know so yeah they've 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 probably um, they've met you know but man it seems like they're like really good friends you know but maybe she's maybe she's just that nice maybe you know uh i mean i don't know i've never (laughs) I never went to my commander's uh, house when I was in uh, military. I, I don't. I wouldn't know. I mean, I don't know. well, yeah, they're all officers, though. So yeah, that's true. A little different. Yeah. But, As a yeah. enlisted person, you typically would never go to an officer's home yeah. except for to deliver something. <laughs> yeah. But or to get yeah. the officer out of bed because the crap just hit the fan. Yeah. I also think is okay. So we're we're in this room with, like you said, with all the pictures. There's planes every uh, pictures of planes all over the place. <laughs> there is a Top Gun baseball hat on top of a yeah. lamp, like on top of a lampshade, which is kind of odd. Trophies, yeah. Um, but he has a nice big picture window, of the ocean, wards. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's looking at this picture and he's like, whoa. And then it's as Viper comes down the stairs. He's surprised. Yeah. And did you notice there is another baseball cap? Another top. There is. On top of the railing, right? Yeah. Huh. Good catch. Yeah. Well, I, I know this because apparently, okay, they filmed the scene. I don't know which one they filmed first, but they couldn't find that. They filmed a, a little bit. They went outside, did the shots outside that we'll see in the next minute. And then uh, they had to come back in to do some more shots. Well, they thought they were already done with the inside shots. Well, uh, Tom Cruise's uh, bodyguard, uh, he went in there and uh, saw the hat and he took it put it on top of his head and it walked out and then when they were like okay well we got to go back in and get a couple pickup shots or whatever 
and they went back in and they couldn't find the hat. So they had to find a, a different hat and they stuck it on the, on the uh, railing over here huh. or, or on the lamp, which, whichever one's which. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh, I, I have actually saw that hat in person with my own eyes, you know, when I was in San Diego. So I wonder if bodyguard still has the hat. He does. That's how I got to see it. Yes. 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 Uh, I'm hoping to get him on my show and so we can talk because he has lots of stories about him and Tom Cruise. Yeah, because he was yeah, he was his bodyguard uh for this movie, uh through Days of Thunder, um a couple other of his movies. He was also Patrick Swayze's uh bodyguard also, like during uh Roadhouse days. Mm -hmm. So Shout out, shout out to Roadhouse Minute. Okay. Anyways, okay, so we're in this room, and it's it's almost like a, a you know, the, the the kids would call it today a man cave. But yeah, I mean, to me, it looks like a living mausoleum. Of yeah, and memories of of uh, you know, either Viper comes from a long line of military, or those are pictures from you know some of those might be pictures from the previous uh commanders that lived in that house yeah that's possible but apparently uh, <laughs> i've heard from lots of pilots uh especially Na you know navy they have every one of them has this room you know it's almost i can't remember what they call it but it, you know it's basically their their man cave their trophy room their uh i, I think you actually call it just the me room me room the me room because it's all about me. You know, this is what I did, you know. So it's where they go to relive their their glory days. That it is. Do, yeah. do, you, do you have uh, like a little corner in your place where, where you keep all your your memories of? It's called my duffel bag. <laughs> it has all my stuff in it. <laughs> I don't I don't really keep anything out. I, you know, I have everything in my in my brain, you know. Yeah, as, as long as it, it as long as it doesn't go out, I'm good, you know. And I've told plenty of stories to my family and you know my friends, so yeah. But I, I think that's. I mean, I know I know people. I don't know a lot of people that like it. I know a lot of people that were in the military, but I don't know a lot of that had a have a place for all their stuff where they have to display it, you know. But I'm sure you know pilots yeah they can't they can't get past their egos that is true i mean it yeah. takes takes a i mean it takes both a big ego and an ability to let go of an ego to be an actual you know military aviator right cuz like this is you know this movie is fantasy and in reality they're a very cohesive team where, you know, they sacrifice, you know, everything for the team at all times. And, but it also takes at the same time, a giant brass pair to go, you know, several mocks per, yeah. <laughs> per hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go mock speed and take those G forces. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, it's what they teach you from day one is to be a team, you know, not be a maverick. Yeah. Anyway. And being a maverick is what always gets him in trouble. Yeah. 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 Viper comes down the stairs, you know, and he's got something in his hands. He's rubbing something. Yeah. It looks like some aviators. Oh yeah. He's polishing up the aviators, maybe. Well, yeah, you got you gotta have those. Right, right downstairs. Yeah. 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 Polish those up. Yeah. And he comes out with this big reveal. He says, I flew with your old man. And the look on you know Maverick's face is like, whoa, what? Excuse me. You know. That's when we learn, oh, that was his dad in that picture. Yes. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, I don't know how much he remembers of his father, you know. I mean, we're only led to believe that he was like, you know, I would say no, no more than like five or six years old when his dad died. You know, that's the way it's kind of pre- presented to us, you know. Yeah, because I always mean, this... always saw was a little picture, the picture of him as a little boy on his, you know, getting a, a neck ride on his, you know, with his dad in front of the, the airplanes, but. That's all we really get to see. So we don't know exactly when he died. Well, we know when he died. He said he died in like 65. But, you know, we're not exactly sure how much you remember. If you go by Tom Cruise's age, you know, being 23 at the time, uh, he would have died when uh, Maverick was two. Right. You know, so. I mean, if all he has is his. That one little picture, that one picture of his dad, and then he sees this picture. You know. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually, I'm almost at the same amount of time since I was in Iraq to their situation too. It's like it's been almost 20 years since since I've been in Iraq. So I think of you know my friends who had little kids at the time, and their little kids are you know grown adults now. I wonder how much they really remember, you know, from when their, their old man went, went to war. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they all grow up living with the aftermath of it. Yes. Yes, definitely. You know, whether their dad doesn't come home or, you know, their dad does come home, but he's a different person. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyways, but yeah, so he said he was in a VF-51. Do you know anything about VF-51? No, I don't. Uh, VF-51 is uh, the squadron, uh, I guess squadron, uh, I, don't, I don't really know what to call, what you call VF, you know, but it's just they're signifying their squadron. Like, you know, I was in the Air Force, so um, I was in the 51st Munitions, you know, uh, which is not the VF, not the same as the VF fifty one here because it's Navy, but that's actually was the Screaming Eagles, was their uh, the name of their squadron, you know. Which is if you the picture uh, that's on Goose's shirt uh, during the volleyball scene, right? That's the Screaming Eagles. Ah, yeah. So it all comes around, you know, but. Uh, Screaming Eagles uh, was it's like one of the more famous uh, squadrons in the Navy. Um, they're like they were actually the oldest 
uh, squadron for the longest time. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there's one guy who's pretty famous, I think, uh, that was in this squadron. Uh, is Neil Armstrong? You ever heard of that guy? I think I've maybe um, see uh, shortstop for the Yankees. Uh, close. 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 <laughs> Yes, uh, I know who Neil Armstrong is. Yes, okay, good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he was Neil Armstrong was part of this uh, squadron. Uh, this squadron was also was one of the the first uh, squadrons that took off from an aircraft carrier and flew into Korea and uh, you know ran missions there. So that's pretty cool. That is. It is very cool. Um. Yeah, I mean, not a lot other than that, I think, that I found that was, I mean, I'm sure there's more stuff that's really cool about it, but I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> um, if not, we could probably be here forever. But yeah, so he was in the VF the Squadron VF-51 with his father. Wow. Mm-hmm. Imagine in Vietnam, a prestigious you know, group like that, they probably had some of the more like intense missions. Yes. Most of their stuff was uh, um, classified. You know, nobody knew about it. Um, they, they did a lot of uh, sorties and uh, Laos in, during Vietnam. So yeah, it, it was all hush hush. One of my uncles uh was in special forces during vietnam my uncle gary um he's no longer with us but when right when i came home from iraq he sat me down and told me it's like yeah i you know I, you know i served in vietnam but and then he told me he's like i didn't really serve in technically in vietnam i was where are we weren't supposed to be over here huh. And uh, yeah, it seems like there was a lot of that going on back then. It's like, oh, the war is over here, but we're actually doing stuff in this next country over over here. Yeah, that sounds uh, kind of familiar with this movie. Yeah, hmm. it it really adds uh, to the credibility of the story. Yeah, a little bit. We'll find out a little bit uh, stuff that's not credible from this uh, in the next minute. That we will. Yeah. So uh, we'll get there. Um, Robert, uh, let's, can you, can you remember the first time you saw Top Gun? Do you remember back oh, that far? Or... Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, remember it, it, in the theaters. I mean, did, did you go to the art craft like I did, my father? <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. I, I, the art craft was always the place to go. It was oh, yeah. my preferred theater rather than going up to Greenwood because you'd have to drive. And I mean, the art craft, it had way better popcorn and it was more of an experience. And then you get to see all your friends at the movie theater. Yeah. But, but the plus of going up to uh, the mall to see movies in the eighties up to Greenwood was they had the video arcade like right next door. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. I mean, that's where I'm, I'm, me and my father went and saw it. I mean, 
So I, I think everybody in Franklin pretty much went there. Yeah, <laughs> that that was that was that was the 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 thing Friday and Saturday nights was always going to be at the art craft, and there's always lines around the. the if I remember, I, I believe my my mom took my brother and I. Yeah, to go. I, that makes sense. I mean, <laughs> your your mom was uh, a military person, also. Yeah, both both my mom and dad served. Yeah. That's where they met. I was born on a military base. Yes. Fitzsimmons Army Medical Center. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Well, I guess we will. Uh, I mean, is there, is there anything else about this minute you want to talk about or? Uh, or? I mean, this is this it, this is a tough minute because it's like it's a transition between the two scenes and it's there's not a lot of too much more we can really cover in this without giving right. up the next minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only thing I know is that uh, Linda Ray Jurgens is a lady who played Mrs. Metcalf. And she's only got like 10 acting credits on IMDb. Hmm. And uh, her, besides this role, her only other famous one was uh, she was the, the lead lady in I Married Wyatt Earp. Uh, and then she has three stunt driver credits. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, one of them, the, the one I know is uh, used cars. Which ha, it's a great yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale. Yeah, movie. Kurt Russell. I, I, yeah. I have one IMDb credit. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's from uh, the Iraq War. Uh, Part of my job was to escort USO tours when they came into country. And the very first USO tour that came to Iraq was Drew Carey with Jeff Ross, Blake Clark, um, Kathy Kinney, and um, oh gosh, I'm forgetting Kyle Dunnigan. Uh, but Jeff Ross brought a, a video camera with him and he shot a movie about the USO and about his tour, you know, okay. his tour while he was there. And so that's where I got to meet Jeff Ross and he put me in his movie yeah. and uh, yeah, I got an IMDB credit out of it. Yeah. I think I may have seen a clip of that. You may have shown me something. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Where I talk about getting IV in both arms because it's yes. just so hot. Yes. I remember. Yep. Uh, eventually I'll have one I'll have an IMDB credit you know because I was a extra in a movie and I supposedly have a I have a small very small speaking role I like say like one or two lines that's cool but and then I get killed by a machete so that's awesome but then well, I can but then also being a producer for this podcast could give me an IMDB credit too I hey uh, I'll take it. Whatever. Yeah, I get a lot uh, more IMDb credits in the future. Yeah, yeah. Since uh, you're about to start film school. Yes. Yes, that's very. Cool. State University Northridge, where I I just moved to, just two days ago. Right. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, let's let's uh, end here. We'll come back tomorrow. And we'll see. Uh, see what Viper's got to say. Sounds good. Ghost Rider, this is Kaboon requesting you to like and subscribe and share with your friends.
if you could, please rate and review me on your favorite podcasting apps. You can continue the discussion on Facebook at Top Gun Minute Listener School. Find us on Twitter at Top Gun Minute Pod. Send your emails to me at topgunminutepod at gmail.com. You can find us and all your other favorite movies done in this format at moviesbyminutes.com. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, this episode pattern is full.